that's actually a big reason of why I stepped away. Your soul signed up for every single thing you ever experienced. Cut so ruthlessly that it becomes such a better quality because of this. I just did not realize how much joy I get from that. If I just randomly drop a f If you can't see that, I just, I think you're just too far in deep. Get out of my vlog. That's the master plan. No one can see what I am feeling at an intuition level. So I keep going anyways. What is going on, beautiful people? My name is Josh Moxie. Today is The Journal, episode eight. It is December 30th, 2020. We're just about to wrap up 2020 in a couple of days. I'm a little bit stressed. I still have so much to do, but we move, we do our best, and it's probably gonna leak into 2021. It is what it is. Good news, uh, people are probably not doing much because they're in lockdown, including myself, which I think is pretty silly, both parts to doing nothing and being in lockdown because it's not really in line with data, in my opinion. I mean, not really opinion, it's just, statistical if you're looking at the right data. All right, so in the, in the journal, it is my solo podcast where I get intimate with you guys. I talk about vulnerabilities. I share my vulnerabilities. I share challenges I'm going through. I share where I'm growing. I share what I'm learning specifically so you can apply these own things and your journeys to upgrade your quality of life, to upgrade your results, to improve whatever you're looking to on your self growth journey. So hope these are valuable. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about lockdown a tiny bit, probably not more, not much, but just a little bit. <laughs> we'll be talking about, let me bring up my live line real quick. Isolation, AKA me going away for social media or from social media. Let's try that again. AKA going away from social media for two months, which is insanity, but got a lot to share there. Talk about vlogging. We'll talk about content catch up. We'll talk about struggles I'm having throughout all this content struggles, as well as content lessons, Christmas and how I decided to like it this year and why that is the case. I'll talk about the camera I am so desiring and why I wanted and talk more about that ego what I'm consuming and a crazy, crazy 2020 realize or 2021 realization I had around entrepreneurship that is going to just change my year completely. All right, without further ado, let's get into this episode. First, we're going to start off with isolation, aka why I left social media for two months. Yep, I did it. I left social media for around 60 days. Um, I am at day 56, I think right now. The last time I was on social media was November 3rd, 2020. The asterisk, by the way, is I watched some YouTube. So like, for example, I wanted some escapism. So I watched a little bit of, okay, probably a lot of Among Us videos because <laughs> they're just completely non-political. They don't, uh, plant any stupid seeds in my head. They're just pure entertainment. In addition, I also watched camera stuff to understand more about the camera buying process and, and just educating myself more. I also watched a little bit of Andy's podcast, Andy Frisella's podcast, Real AF on YouTube. But besides that, that was pretty much all I did on YouTube. Tried to stay away from almost everything because I just don't want to hear about political things or or COVID right now. And that's actually a big reason of why I stepped away. I was so tired of hearing the limited perspectives 
on COVID and politics. So like basically just politics, um, if you catch my drift. Yeah, I, I was I was tired of hearing the lies, specifically from the left on how COVID is so fatal of a virus. It's usually from people who are very subscribed to mainstream media. And I was just bored of it all. Like people need to look at the data. That's that's basically all I'm gonna say on that right now. I'll come back to that probably later. But uh, I was tired of hearing the social justice warriors scream and shout and act like children. People were really struggling to take accountability last time I checked. And there was a lot of pointing fingers on both sides and and a lot of like, your, your, your fault, not mine type of thing. But every time you point your finger at someone else, if you have three fingers pointing back at you, it's important to take accountability first and foremost for your actions. So that starts with like the day-to-day things you do impact your grander results movement. If you want to take it to a next step, you go energetically, I created this, that's a game changing. And then like, you want to go even higher, your soul signed up for every single thing you ever experience. Thank you. Um, we could probably end the podcast right there because that is the type of mindset you really just need to do whatever you're looking for. When you stop blaming, you take control of your situation because there's no one else who's going to fix it except for yourself. Or if you would choose to like believe in something like source or a God or whatever, then you can start co-creating with that. But at the same time, you're, you are still that. So take responsibility. A <sighs> little bit of a rant there to start off, but <laughs> I, I was just tired of the hostility. I was tired of the, the blame game. I was tired of the lack of accountability. It's not what we need right now. I was becoming angry and resentful and low-key becoming just cynical in my messages. I was, I was finding that I would write tweets that I didn't always air or, and I just kept in the drafts and they would just be subconsciously just, just like pessimistic in a way. It's hard to describe exactly, but it was just a lot of like resentment built into my, built into my messages near the end with rare exception. So I needed to step away from all this and take a step back and focus on me temporarily. I also really needed the extra time and energy for content catch up, which is my current main focus. And I'll talk a lot more about that throughout this episode, but overall I needed more time, needed more energy, and I needed really badly to focus internally because none of that stuff should affect me. Like I was letting the hardcore leftists, these like crazy people, um, just drive me mental. It was eating at me way too much. And even after I stepped away, I was still having like low key arguments with people in my head. It was so bad. So it forced me to do a lot of forgiveness. Oh, Jesus, what just happened? I almost just died right there. It forced me to do a lot of forgiveness work and take a step back and do a lot of acceptance work on that as well. This funny thing that happens when you step away for so long your ego doesn't really have someone to target as a quote unquote enemy. It needs, it needs an enemy. So it will start to create enemies in your, in your mind. And I found that past situations, past conversations would just start 
continuously popping up again and again and again. And it drove me mental at the beginning of this isolation period. Uh, I had to, I actually got a suggestion from my, from my mom who I'm living with right now. And she's like, yo, you should consider, she didn't say yo, I said yo, but she said, you should consider forgiveness work. And I'm like, huh, it's actually a good idea because it's, it's a powerful thing. Forgiveness. You like, you start to take control of that situation by forgiving that other person. It's a, it's a very weird dynamic. You would think that like, or your ego actually thinks that if you say sorry, if you, if you apologize, if you, cause apologizing is part of forgiveness in this weird way. Like for example, Ho'oponopono is this beautiful forgiveness practice. I think it's is it Hawaiian. I don't know exactly where it's from, but I just know that how it goes is I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. You say I'm sorry in there. So it, it, it definitely goes higher level. Like I was talking about it a moment ago, but after doing some forgiveness work and I, sometimes I did that. Sometimes I literally just said, I forgive you. Um, but a massive thing was taking the time to understand that this is happening for me. And I got more reminders from my mom around that because everything at the end of the day is happening for my awakening at a soul level. I've definitely had more time to listen to spirituality, that's for sure. And when I'm at my best, I feel like I am identifying as a soul who is having a spiritual experience on the physical plane of this earth. It's, it's not a, I used to think that it's, I was a soul having a, a human experience, but now it's, I'm a soul having a spiritual experience that happens to manifest in a physical vibration, a physical dimension. I thought that was really interesting. Key distinctions. Got that from Dr. Sue and maybe mom, because mom just decides to learn everything she can about Dr. Sue and then just tell me everything she can. It's, it's hilarious. So, uh, what else can I say? Yeah, there is significant wobble is, is what Dr. Sue likes to say when something occurs and it like, you're just like all over the place. You, uh, that's what happened to me before I left. I was, I would say things on Twitter, for example, and I would have just backlash and, or I'd put something in my story and I have to, I have like replies and stuff like that. I'm just like, I'm just so done with all of this. Like, I don't really want to hear from people who cannot see like things that I think are pretty obvious. I don't know, but especially the whole part of like not taking accountability. Oh boy. But I, that all of that should happen and I should be able to remain at peace, remain neutral, remain calm. That is that higher level type of consciousness where the world can be happening around you in complete chaos, but inside you are still like water. So I went away to try to strengthen myself again, spiritually, that was part of it. And yeah, I am, uh, I'm really grateful for, for that situation or those situations, not just one, but these types of 
situations, people, etc. Because I mean, here's the thing. I don't know if I'm going to be friends. Like I'm, I'm really, I'm really reevaluating who I'm going to be friends with going forward because like how people have responded to me in the past year has really, and, and life in general, like people have say F 2020. I can't swear by the way. I'll, I'll talk about this later, but this is related to the swear words. People that just like completely throw 2020 in the garbage. That's, I don't know if we can be friends. I'm sorry. Like if that is your mindset, you're going to let a year dictate like whatever is going on in a year, it's going to allow you to dictate how you look at that year and what your results are in that year. Yeah, that's, that's not good. That's a lot of time. And there's a lot of opportunities that you're throwing directly in the garbage because you've written off this year. That shows me that you're inherently pessimistic and you don't really have what it takes to be in a, a wartime situation or like make the most of of challenging things because that's what life is. It's going to be challenges. And are you just going to be like, uh, F, uh, what's a great example? Like, let's say you're, you're going to, um, Mount Everest or something like that. Are you going to get a quarter of the way up and be like, wow, this is challenging F Mount Everest. Like that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. So why would you do that? Why would you do that with a year? Of course, this year's had tons of challenges. I, get and understand that but to write off a year just tells me oh i'm sorry so anyways judge my harsh judgments aside towards people that think like that i am really grateful for this time showing me who my real friends are and giving me the opportunity and the gift to choose differently if i decide to change my circle which i am very much considering right now and I think I will do that person by person. Not completely cut a people though, but just like reduce my time with them. Mute a lot of people. Um, I'm going to be muting so many people. And when I return, it's going to be a very different way I consume social media. I don't even miss the consumption. I just miss like, <sighs> I just miss like researching. That's probably the only thing. And talking with a few people, like a handful of people that I, that I do miss. Um, but overall, I've been just so like consumed with my my mission throughout all of this, which is content catch up that I I didn't spend much time being like, ah, I miss talking to this person. No, because I'd rather be working. It's the honest to God truth. So do yeah, the answer that I wrote down, do I miss it? No. <laughs> I literally wrote for myself no because I already knew. I absolutely just don't miss it. But um there are, I did. Okay. So like I wrote down tips for going this long without talking to people. So first and foremost, podcasts, if you can listen to podcasts, you can, I, for me, I can go as long as I need. If I have something that is a, an enriching podcast that I feel that I'm growing from. So something like Tim Ferriss show, Andy Frisella's real AF, Gary Vaynerchuk's podcast, kind of podcasts like that are just I'm here for it. Audiobooks as well. I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks throughout this time. I'll talk about those more later in the episode. Um, but definitely, first and foremost, having a priority and a project that is going to fill up your time in a in a useful and productive way. Meaning, like 
forget projects for a second. What's your mission? What's your, what fires you up in the middle of the day or in not in the middle of the day? I mean, in the middle of the day. Yeah. But I mean, more so like first thing when you wake up in the morning, what is that thing? If you can find that social media hiatuses become cake, I'm telling you, they are not that hard. I find it quite easy, but I've also been experimenting with this since like 2017 with these quote unquote, no phone days, but I still use my phone. I use it as a tool. That's the difference here. I'm trying to avoid social. And then even text, by the way, I did a little bit of text at the beginning. And then three weeks into it, I was like, screw this. I don't want to text anymore or something like that. And then I slowly cut off email as well. I was just using it for like work stuff and keeping in contact with like my dad, for example, who I don't talk to as much as I talk to like these two here because like my sister, and my mom, because I just want to talk to my immediate family still. Um, but after that, even like dad, I'm like, yo, don't expect me to, me to talk to you in the next like month type of thing. And then these two, I'm like, yo, just chill. Like I need to, I need to focus right now. So, but the forgiveness work was incredible. The, all the alone time forced me to battle with insecurities. It forced me to not even battle, just acknowledge insecurities and be aware of them and energetically work on them. Um, understand myself more. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of stuff, man. I, I really enjoyed this time. Really enjoyed it. All right. Content catch up. My entire time throughout this was mostly through or mostly for this push on content catch up. I was very behind with vlogs and I got myself into another hole. Oh my God. So I needed to catch up. I was just so tired. Thankfully I stopped recording as time went on. I, from like September on, I think I just highlight vlogged, which is when there is a very specific moment that I think would be very relevant to my journey. We record that. Besides that, I'm not like sitting there being like, Hey, here's what I'm drinking for coffee today, <laughs> which is what like a normal vlog is like. So that was, I think very useful because then the content, uh, duration just got easier and easier as time went on to edit. But boy, it was like 80 hours total between the process. Oh, 21 and the process. Oh, 37. Yeah. I think it ended up being like 81 hours or something like that. It's crazy. Throughout this, my standards have improved so much. If you watch the process 021 to say like 33, maybe it's just so different. It's just so different. It just keeps getting better and better each vlog while equally there are times where it does take a dip. And I remember that I had that one dip. I don't know if I talked about this in the last episode, but there was one specific moment when I was editing, I think it was like, oh, 26 to 27 or something. I don't, one of these where I just, I was just like, oh my God, is this what the vlog has become now? It's just gonna, it, I, cause I was expecting a complete upward climb. And then it took like a slight little decrease on the one vlog and then returned to form. But that one little decrease took me out completely. Cause I was so attached to completely going up. But what I've learned throughout this is that it might go a little bit up and down over in between episodes type of thing. But in general, there is a project, there is a, uh, a trajectory of always going upward given a long enough time span, which is the actual thing I care about now. I'm yeah, it's, I'm just so grateful for how much I have changed as a video editor, as a 
content creator throughout this time. It actually started with me being so motivated to catch up because I wanted the camera first and foremost. I'm going to reward myself for getting caught up by getting myself a camera. But then I was like, okay, in addition to the camera, that's cool. But I also really want the freedom of being caught up in, in real time, which is a very powerful thing. But then I realized as time went on, there was actually a third benefit, which was the best of them all, which is I have grown so much as a creative throughout this time. As a video creator, oh my God, it's just, uh, it's. I think it's night and day. It might not be, but it feels night and day to me. Uh, I, I'm just pleased at how these are coming out now. Um, I do struggle with the idea of posting the older ones now because my standard is so much higher than it used to be. But it was where I, it was where I was at at the time and I had to honor that. And like, I so resist the idea of going back and, and just fixing everything because I will never get caught up if I do that. So I have to just let, let it breathe, let it breathe and just embrace what it was at the time. But, uh, overall lot has, uh, a lot has a lot of work has been done and through all those reps, you just grow each time you get so much better. Like right now, for example, one of the main things I've grown on through this content catch up process. And by the way, I probably should give more detail on what actually happened. O 22 is unaired. O 37 is edited and also unaired. I'm just doing some final tweaks in what's called phase three. I just did three. Anyways, <laughs> I'll, do, I'll explain more of what the three phase process was, is in a moment, but um, or oh, where was I headed there? Uh, da, 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 da. Yes. So 37, 37 to 22 type of thing is what I did throughout this time. And a tiny bit before it's a little bit complicated, but yes, I am. I am caught up with editing. It, it, it feels incredible to say that. Like what actually happened is this three phase final push content catch up plan. And I talk about it a hundred percent amazing in the process 37. So you should definitely watch that if you want to see like the journey of that. And I do like, yeah, I give you like details as I'm going, my doubts, my concerns, where I'm at, the process, the plan, etc. It's pretty cool. I enjoy it. It should come out really well. Um, did I say 37? Cause I meant 38. That, that's definitely in 38, the Christmas one and the, what's called the final, the final push or the whatever, whatever I end up calling that, but that's what that is in. And it's very similar to the two pass system I discovered throughout this. And the two pass system has improved my editing process so much with vlogs. First things first, I outline all of the clips within my timeline, sort of, sorted obviously from date recorded, newest to oldest. I mean, reverse for you. So newest right here, oldest right here. I ripped through all of these and I throughout all of those clips. I am cutting what doesn't matter, AKA like clips that I just are outtakes. I'm moving things to bloopers. I'm moving things to cuts if they're significant enough, but they still, I don't, I don't want them there anymore in the main timeline. Um, but just like for like pointless clips, I just get thrown into the abyss. Um, I'm just cutting everything and getting rid of the absolute inessentials. I'm also highlighting things that could potentially be a maybe, which might end up being a no on the second pass. So I'm doing this for all the days. I'll get through just like, th let's say I had like five hours. I would shorten it down to like an hour 30. And then from there, 
once I am done that first path where I'm doing like cut, I call it the cutting stage, I will go into the second stage, which is the actual editing process, I find at least. So what I'll do in the editing process is as soon as I introduce a clip that is, I'm sorry, as soon as I introduce music into that footage, it becomes like I'm the viewer. I am the viewer of what I'm about to create, so it better be good. So what I do is I am very tuned into what the potential storylines are. And I'm always asking like, is this useful? Is this not? Is this essential? Is this not? I'm very, very focused on essentialism right now in case that isn't clear. So I'm trying to just get rid of pointless things that aren't actually serving. Um, I'm very also ruthless when I am pretending to be like the watcher type of thing. I'm like, why does this need to be here? Like this doesn't, this doesn't matter. This has got to go. And if it's significant enough, I'll throw it to a cuts area and that could potentially be turned into a clip on like the backup channel type of thing, which I have not launched yet or aired anything on yet, but that was coming soon. So excited about that. Should be called Josh Moxie Plus, but alas, let's get back to the editing process. Second stage, I cut so ruthlessly that it becomes such a better quality because of this. I didn't realize that I was going to, I like for the longest time I was like, yeah, like the fact that I don't cut things is awesome because then I get to show more of me. Um, but in reality, it just lowers the quality. It's not to say that I'm low quality. It's, the it's to say that the more nonsense you leave in, the longer it's going to be, the less chance people are going to have to watch all that. And then all those lulls, I just want to, I just want to snatch them out. Just systematically just steal, steal all of them and just burn them. Just complete. Oh, it's just get out of my vlog. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, as you can see, it's a lot more. I'm like ruthless when I cut right now and equally still so much to go. Still so much to go. It's still challenging sometimes to cut things, but it gets better, it gets easier. And I've, that's my, that much is clear if you like look at the duration between the the process 21 to the process 37 it's dropping like significantly each time and the lowest i get is is the weekly vlog for process 34 i think the one with the the chair and the website yeah you can check that probably throw a, a card up there oh if you're on youtube that is if you're on podcast i guess just searching on youtube but boy, that system has served me so well. And then later on, I guess you could call it the third stage is like, if there was a third stage, I mean, there technically is. So I could come back and I do the day dividers and fix any possible things I've missed, um, any errors, review potential clips that were under review and stuff like that. And throughout all this, by the way, in the first, I'm leaving markers and stuff like that to explain to my future self what potentially could be happening. Also colors on the first stage, I'll be like, hey, this is a maybe, choose between these two clips, um, move this somewhere else, those, type of, those types of instructions through color and markers potentially. But boy, does something ever change when I whip on that stage two viewer type of hat, I guess you could call it. It's, it's bananas. Yeah. And then the third stage, I didn't actually, I, I just review process and like titling descriptions, rendering thumbnails, that kind of thing. Color corrections. Yes. So that has been game changing. I'm very grateful for that. And the three stage final push is very related to that. It's the cutting. I did all the cutting for, I think it was for the process. Oh, 30. 
O31, the process O31 to the process O37 or something like this. And then I did, I estimated about five days for that, came out to about seven. And then I estimated for the second stage, phase two is what I'm calling it. 15 days ended up being about 13, I think it was. And then on the, on the 20th day, if you're doing your math correctly, which is where I should be, I actually finished it, which is right before Christmas started December 23rd. Oh boy. It felt so good because I was able to just be so much more present at Christmas, knowing that I got the hardest stuff done from the content catch up. Felt incredible. Ah, throughout that phase, I'm still, so I'm, I'm still in phase three now. I am it's going longer than expected with phase three. I'm just like, I'm so burnt out right now. You have no idea. I just don't want to do anything to do with these vlogs anymore. I'm just so over. I, I, I just want to, I just want to be done. I want to focus on other things right now, but, and it's leaking into the next year, which has been, oh, that has been testing me and has thrown me into some interesting awareness in myself of how harshly I judge myself when I go past the timeline. Yikes. It is not good. But alas, a gift to work on for me, as we talked about before. But overall, it's been a roller coaster. Some days I'm like, this is amazing. I love this. This is so much fun. I love storytelling. I love communication. I love all of the, the vlog stuff. It's so cool. And I'm growing so much. And this is going to be so useful someday. The content as well as the skills towards other people. If I choose to go like freelance vlog editing, if I choose to go that type of route or whatever. And other days I'm like, why am I doing this? This is so silly. This isn't even that good. La, 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 la. Just all types of back and forth between those. Yeah. The creative process is up and down sometimes. Is If you just don't listen to what your ego tells you, it's so much better. Am I there? Absolutely not. I wish I was. Someday. <laughs> yeah. Someday, someday, someday. So, oh, I forgot to say like, uh, ums and ohs and ahs. Um, wait, ums and so's and ands. That's what I meant to say right there. They need to go. There is so much throughout this like reviewing of footage type of thing. I'm just so tired of hearing all the rambling, all the ums, all the so's, all the ands. The ands is the deadly, the deadly child here. I don't know why I just said deadly child, but ands are deadly to me because I will say a point and it's good enough, but then I default into saying, and, and then I have to come up with another point. And I'm like, why did I just say that? Oh, so if you're ever bored of me rambling, please note, it's because I usually said, and, and then it kept me going. And I'm like, why have I done this to myself? So I'm very bored of the head, the editing talking head footage even this i'm like i better not have to do any editing on this because i just i'm so burnt out editing right now <laughs> you have no idea and i really really want concise storytelling i want to be able to say something in as little time as possible i want to crunch it down into its core essential form and not have to go on complete tangents that are all over the map. Like I just, this is my actual third time recording this podcast. First one didn't like second time just recorded an hour ago, got to 45 minutes. I'm like, my audio is not even recording. Is my audio recording right now? It is. Thank the Lord. Oh, cause I'm like, I actually enjoyed how it's coming out, but anyways, it's coming out better right now. So I'm, I'm impressed with that. But why was I saying this? 
Oh yeah, the editing. Um, the talking head and stuff like that, the storytelling. I hope this is coming out more concise. I hope this is coming out generally in a good direction because I'm just tired of my rambling self. But I have also, I have empathy for myself because reality is I'm not as great of a communicator as I thought I was. And like throughout this process, it's shown me, it's by the way, it's such a pun. I'm not trying to say the process intentionally. It's just my, one of my favorite things to say. And then it just so happens that I liked it so much that it became my vlog name. And now every time I'm like in my journal saying the process, I'm like, ah, I say this way too often. <laughs> and it's just confusing. But <laughs> I have seen so much footage of myself that I have realized uh, that I'm not as good at communicating as I would like to be. And I expect to be. So this is something I need to get better at. This is something I will improve on over time. This is a, this is a game of reps. I am, I'm accepting where I'm at right now, which is I'm a mediocre communicator. I am not horrible, but I have a so much to go to get to where I actually desire, which is world-class communication. I want to become absolutely incredible. That would means so much to me because it's something that is woven into every area of my life. So it needs to be a priority. It is huge to me. I am going to definitely do what it takes here. And even things like this, this is, this is a rep to try to get better at storytelling, at communicating. And every time I'm recording my vlog as well, um, I can cheat a little bit more there because I can edit it in a way where it sounds better. Like here's the great hack. I've realized that I'm a better video editor than I am communicator. So if I can just edit the communication of the vlog good enough, I make myself seem like such a better communicator than I actually am. But I can't do that here. I'm exposed. It's pure raw. Ah, and it's it's a great thing. I was actually like putting the podcast way too much on a pedestal. And it's it's weird, man. Like it's almost like I just don't think it's good enough. There's definitely some insecurities that go on right there. <sighs> some doubts, some, some like, why am I actually doing this specific podcast type of thing? There's lots of internal chatter from the ego, which is, I mean, here, one sec, water break. Is it useful? The <sighs> Like I say yes and no, it's, it's useful because it kind of keeps me, keeps me wanting to grow more, not useful because it keeps me discouraged at times. Hmm. I'm undecided. I have to think about that more, but each time I do this, it takes it more off a pedestal. The challenge with my current duration is like, or frequency. I do them once a month instead of what I used to do, which is like once a week. When I was most comfortable with recording, it was definitely when I was recording the podcast once a week with reflections, because the more I found that in the past couple of years, the more I record something, the less I keep it on a pedestal because it's like, I don't, it doesn't need to be special. If I screw up bad enough, I'll just hit it next week type of thing. That being said, it what I still struggled with that stuff back then too, as I'm like, Excuse me. As I'm thinking about this, I'm now reminded of like episodes where I just would just be like so, so challenged on the inside. So maybe take that back. But 
there was definitely something there to like the whole reps and the more you do something, the more comfortable it gets. And then you still have to like work on yourself. So that's, that's reps in itself as well. But uh, just exposure therapy is very, very useful, but I'm willing to do what it takes to improve. And that's going to be things like swearing less, for example. All right, let's get to this. This band, every time I use it, it's because I have sworn. So if I just be like, if I just randomly drop a fuck, bingo. That actually really hurt. What the hell? What did I hit right there? That was one of the most painful ones I've had yet. But after I was going through some podcasts of of mine, I'm like, and recent ones too, where I thought I was getting so much better, like the journal 07. I'm just, I'm just like, what? All of it was so subconscious. I was still swearing so much. It's a very stressful, you could not necessarily stressful, but there's a lot of pressure being on camera. And when I am under pressure, I default into swearing. It's a really bad thing. <laughs> so I found myself subconsciously just swearing all over the place. And like, I'm still like thinking I'm, I barely swore that episode. And it was just, it was pain to even see a couple of clips of it. Thank God I didn't need to edit it. But yeah, after that, I was like, okay, I need to do something. And I, this is actually still in pain. That was a, Jesus, man. I don't know if you can see how red that is. That's bad. But every time I say the word F or if I say it too much in my mind, flick. Um, what else? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's like other swear words as well, like shit. So I'm going to try a different spot this time. doesn't hurt as bad, but it's enough that it psychologically trains me to stop. And I've noticed that as I, I can't like not hear it anymore because when I hear other people say it, I feel like my body go into like, like it, it like does something like that within inside of me. It's just like, it, 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 there's some sort of physical sensation that occurs when other people swear where I almost like feel physical pain. It's so weird, but it's so cool. It's the power of psychology and, and behaviors. So I almost can't miss when I swear now because I'll hear it within myself and then my body will like, why did I say that? Then there's like, a, yeah, you watch, watch the process 38 when I introduce this. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, what else can I say here? Overall, if I haven't said this already, I really, really want to create must watch TV and must listen radio. That is my goal with all this. I just want to keep leveling up my quality until it's great. And then guess what? People will come and they will share. They'll be like, oh my God, this is amazing. How does this guy have such low numbers? Let's share it with all my friends. That's the master plan because guess what? I am not very good at the I just said good. I am not very good at the growth aspects to date. I will get better as time goes on, but like the SEO, that's, I mean, here's, here's the reality. My quality isn't exactly where I would want it to be on, for example, podcasts, interviews is getting there interview by interview vlogs. I think are pretty, pretty solid. I've gotten so much practice with those. They've just grown me so much from the editing and the filming perspective, which I'll talk, I'll talk about filming in a moment, but I feel like people will come um, at a certain point when the quality just hits hits a threshold where they're like, how does this guy have as low of numbers as he does? And then they're like, okay, this is so good that I need to share with my friends. 
And then when you share, that's just virality. Thank you. If you make something so good, it's like the, what is it? What's his name? I forget who exactly said this, but be so good. They can't ignore you. When you just be, when you make something that's that good, that's that high quality, the people are going to come. The numbers are going to come. So that's what I'm counting on. At least if it doesn't, I'll just become an elite growth hacker or maybe I do both. We'll see. Anyways, regardless, my swearing is going down a lot. So I'm happy about that. And I really, really want to work on my pronunciation. Um, it is getting better as well. My vocabulary, I want to improve that my sentence structure, my delivery, my just everything with communication. I just want to level it up. It's very, very important to me right now. Um, okay. Throughout this has definitely taught me that highlight vlogging can work. So I'm very glad with that because I was taking a risk with that, but it did work now. And I'm, I'm glad that I captured certain moments that I did as well as just highlighting the processes throughout that journey was really cool as well. Um, in addition to what I was talking about the filming before, massive thing that happened, I think around the process 32 type of thing, Casey Neistat started vlogging again. I actually captured this in one of the vlogs. I just don't remember which one it was, but he started whatever one I, I talk about Larry and this, the whatever one I did with um, Larry's notion, Larry's notion one, that was the same day. So if you can find that, go for that, probably throw up a card again. So he started vlogging. I was like, oh my God, I forgot he, how many angles he uses within his vlogging. And I just started getting more creative with the angles little things just it's amazing how much more interesting a vlog can be if you're introducing a camera angle here and a camera angle there and a camera angle above all capturing the same thing but just so much more engaging that's why when i when i have the money i want two cameras for this podcast specifically the journal because it can be so much more interesting when there is multiple camera angles at play I'm telling you there's just oh, it's like watching the diary did the diary of a ceo by stephen bartlett it's just it looks so good and it's so engaging because there's just like camera angle camera angle camera angle he's got like six or something oh he's killing it that guy he is definitely killing it um what else can i say about this so that really helped multiple angles that really helped level up like a kind of mundane vlog at times it made things a little bit more interesting. And going forward, Casey Neistat's obviously one of my biggest inspirations, if you guys didn't know this. So just watch how much at play his style is within mine. I'm kind of like weekly V combined with Casey Neistat, if that makes any sense. I think that's the best way to highlight that. Uh, but yeah, I was recording in a, in a friendly way to my future self, and I'm very grateful for that. So thank you, previous Josh. You're a gangster. And throughout it, really trying to focus on simplicity. It uh, Simplicity really is just king. It goes in line with essentialism. It matters so much. And they will, my content will continue to get more simple as time goes on. Um, I've also like really been focusing on like how much the story matters. This is really just a game of storytelling at the end of the day. Trying to identify the storyline and then establish that storyline for the rest of the vlog, trying to clip accordingly to that, and then create something that's valuable to you guys. That's what I care about. 
Yeah, it also was a blessing and a half that I was so burnt out in recording. So I swapped to highlight vlogging because if I didn't do that, and if I didn't have this like physical pain inside of me where I was recording, but I would just kept going, that, ugh, that would have been so bad. I don't know if I would ever ca catch up. I'm still technically not caught up by the way, because I've got like the process five to 20 to still do, but I'm just not touching that. I just might go in the, the archive for good. We'll see, we will see. At least if nothing else, I have all the footage where I can just use it for whatever I need. I might end up just doing highlight vlogs of those, maybe like take of the average of like four minutes per, or four minutes, four hours per vlog, I turn it into a 20 minute thing where the most relevant footage, I don't know, we'll see, something like that could be useful. Uh, speaking of all the old footage, Google, what just happened with my, with my mouth? Google Photos is not free and unlimited anymore. Your boy is sad. I had everything around Google Photos. I probably had three terabytes of, of footage within Google Photos. Oh boy, your boy maxed it out so well. But it's done as of June 1st, I think it is, 2021. So I had to find some creative ways, but I'm, 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 I'm sad. It was so nice while it lasted free fucking, oh no, free storage for just days. It was, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Another thing, by the way, I just had like, um, just going on the challenges real quick. I, where did my challenges go? I'm trying to look at an outline right now. I just don't know where it went. Struggles. Boom. Number one, definitely questioned at times. Yo, how can I separate, separate myself from people who do this, but don't win? Whereas like some people, some people just are just, just, people just sometimes just get nowhere and it's discouraging. It's like, why is that the case? And how can I learn from that? And am I one of those people? And if I am one of those people, what can I change? What can I, what can I focus on? that I can control to change that trajectory. And definitely like at times I'm like, this is ludicrous how much time and how much work I've put into something with almost no traction, but no one can see what I am feeling at an intuition level. So I keep going anyways. It's not that I'm special or anything. I'm just tapped into where my future's headed. And uh, I don't expect anyone to be able to see that unless you're like really, really dialed in. And also I'm paying attention to the growth within myself on so many different levels from a video editing standpoint, from a communi communication standpoint. So I keep going because this is fun for me as well. Hmm. But yeah, as for other struggles, I've been asking myself, like, am I just documenting a non worthwhile journey? Am I just like here to document for the sake of documenting, which is not what I want. I want to be focused on entrepreneurship first and foremost. And I'll touch on that in a few moments. And I ask like, I ask things like, am I wasting my time here? Um, struggling to, with the idea of posting, like I said, a lot of these vlogs are not at my present day standard anymore, but they were at the time. All the rambling has been a struggle and a half. I've been doubting if I'm spending the money on the, on the camera, if, if that's a good idea or not, if I'm just sabotaging myself, uh, the stress around like, actually we'll wait for that one. 
Wait for when I talk about cameras. <laughs> All right, but uh, yeah, lots of lots of changes in content, lots of growth in content. I think I just spent about half an hour just talking about content. Good stuff. <laughs> I mean, that is what I pretty much think about all the time right now. So it is what it is. Next, I guess technically more more content stuff. Let's go vlogging real quick. It felt so good to return to vlogging. I started recording again as of December 23rd, I think. Highlight, highlighted the Christmas stuff. Um, I did like obviously a little bit of recording throughout that. The beginning of the process 38 when I talked about all of the final push, I guess you could call it. I forget what I'm, I'm referring to it. The final stretch, the final push, whatever. But I was recording a little bit of that, but almost nothing because I was just like, I can't right now. I can't add anything more to the queue. Um, what turned out, which turned out actually to be interesting because I don't include that in the, in the catch up because I'm still recording as we speak. Like I was recording this before I got on here today. So why was I saying this? This is the challenge of the solo podcast, by the way. I don't have someone to bring me back, but equally, I don't know if I want that. So I just it just forces me to become like a matrix type of person where I have to like send out a thought right there and then like bring that bring that back and then whoosh, return. <laughs> what is going on? At least I make myself laugh. <laughs> but uh, I, I didn't realize like how much fun I got from recording when I'm caught up. It was phenomenal amounts of fun. Is my sister recording? Can you hear that right now? Jesus Christ. I hope you can't because <laughs> my sister just is just singing. Maybe I'll just throw in the audio real quick. But uh, yeah, I don't think she knows I'm recording right now. It is what it is. So I had so much joy filming throughout Christmas though. It was really cool, especially because like I was nervous to record in front of my family, especially my dad's side, because I have no idea what they think of any of this or if they even know. I don't really talk about it too much, but that was very growth inducing. I was actually shaking at times um, recording certain things because I was just so nervous, but exposure gets easier. It's not that hard. But it's definitely uncomfortable for me to whip out a camera in the middle of just a family event. But I started like I set the tone for the start. I whipped out the camera as I was entering to make it it's easier, apparently like that. So that worked. You can apply that because if you if you set the precedent right away, it's like, OK, cool. This guy's going to be filming throughout this. Good to know. Good to know. But I definitely stressed a little bit from like thinking that I wasn't going to get the shots that I was going to that I was trying to get. And. It, it forced me to detach more and it forced me to forced me to embrace the present moment more, uh, accept what I can control, what I can't control, understand that what I think might be the best shot might not necessarily be the best shot, kind of, that kind of stuff, you know? Um, I also noticed I was freaking out internally when the camera is recording for too long because I can't. I can't see on my phone if it's recording or not because it's faced the opposite way. So I can't see the screen. That is going to be so useful when I have a camera. But overall, it was cool to record Christmas. Had some really wholesome moments. I have no idea how I'm about to chop it up, but it was really awesome. And I had just so much fun returning to vlogging again. I just did not realize how much joy I get from that. Okay, what else do we got on the itinerary? 
you want to talk about cameras real quick? All right, cool. Let's talk about cameras and then we'll talk about the entrepreneur thing probably after. So I got some stress around finances right now from this camera. I really, we've talked about the camera in the past. And it's, this is my incentive to finish the content, catch up and get impressed a moment. I can't wait. So it's stressful because the price is just raising and raising and raising and raising. Not the actual price, but what I'm actually looking for. Just ugh. I really want this camera though. Oh my God. Okay. So last time we talked, I was talking about like the GH5 and stuff like that. Since then, I've had a realization that I don't actually need 4K60 after all, that I'd be completely okay with 30 FPS. I've actually started recording, like this right now is in 30 FPS. And uh, I think about beginning of November or something like, something like that, this all went down. I think at the end of the process, 35 is my big realization. Shout out Nolan from Think Media. I talk a little bit more about that, as well as how Casey Neistat comes into play here with the 30 FPS. But uh, check out the end of that vlog and you'll see me talk about like Notion updates. And and uh, I say Notion updates because it, it was part of the segment, but just this general idea of like, I don't need this crazy 60 FPS thing. I 30 is way good enough. And I've also realized that like low light and bokeh are my main focuses and that Sony is probably going to be the best bang for my buck. Like the GH5 is so garbage with low light and it's auto, sorry, not bokeh. I, well, bokeh is included in it, but the autofocus um, is the other thing there. So low light, autofocus, bokeh. I don't know why I just count down with that. Anyways, it is what it is. But autofocus is just trash on the GH5, as is the low light. So I'm like, okay, cool. Let's check out another camera. And I'm on to potentially going full frame now. So full frame is a sensor type. I don't know how to explain it very well, so I'm not going to bother. But it's a very high price. And the lenses are like more than the actual camera, depending on what, what lens you get. I don't know what I'm actually going to do, but... I will be guided in the right direction. I'll tell you that much. So I'm intending to go full frame with the Sony a7C. This is a camera that I want so bad. I just don't know if I'm going to do it or not. We'll see. The plan is yes. And then if I'm feeling really, really like investing into my into my setup, I'll actually get a second camera, which is the Sony ZV-1 or ZV-1. And uh, it's beautiful. It's like a, a very small version, like a compact um, cam, what do you call it? I don't even know what, what you refer to that as. A point and shoot, I think it is. And I think both of these together could just be a perfect, perfect 1A, uh, 1B type of situation, depending on what I need for, for load type of thing, as well as um, getting a double angle. Oh my God, that would be so nice. I need something like that for a podcast. So I'm, I'm trying to play to that type of thing and understand like my use case and reverse engineer from there. So, uh, what else did I about to say? It's the, the price is the challenging thing because it is expensive, but if I'm going to invest in something, I want to invest in full frame over ASPC, APS, I forget what it is. It's been so long. APS-C sounds like the right one, but APS-C versus full frame, the lenses are different. I want to go full frame because I know if I want to invest in something like this, I want to make sure it's something that can grow with me and lenses can last like a decade if you're smart with them. So 
Currently, the plan is to go full frame with that. I don't know if that made any sense. Hope it did. Next, 2020 realization or 2021 realization rather. I want to be a real entrepreneur. I don't feel like I've been a legit entrepreneur ever. I've wanted to succeed in business for the longest time. I feel like creative projects have gotten in the way. I feel like I haven't done a good enough job executing at the times I did try to be an entrepreneur. And I'm just so sick and tired of it all at this point. I have the skills to pull this off. It's just a matter of will I actually do this or not. So this much is clear that this is going to be my 2021 goal, my main 2021 goal. I'm not going to set goals of like, I want to make this amount of money per month. There's not going to be like a clear specific goal like that. I want the feeling of waking up and looking myself in the mirror and seeing, yes, I am a real entrepreneur. I am the type of person who can make money by solving a problem. That means everything to me. I I can't stress this enough. So I'm going to be very, very minimalistic with how I set goals this year. Goal setting will probably take no time whatsoever. In addition, there will be some like spiritual things as well, but yeah. And probably health too. I need to, I need to change my health real badly. So anyways, that's my, that's my plan going forward is I just need to become a legit entrepreneur. And, uh, cause it's, it's taken its self, self can't speak. It has taken its self esteem hits as well from this situation. I just, I just need to get better. I need to be able to sustain myself. I need to be able to creatively make money and pay all my bills and just be on point financially while being very smart with uh, all the money I'm making. And I'm I'm talking too much about this now, but so we're going to move on to health. I am so acidic right now. It is hurting alkaline versus acidic. It's like pH scales within your body. Um, I need to change this going forward in 2021 as well. It, It just impacts my happiness so much. And I've, if I'm like taken out physically, I'm just like, oh, if, if I get to that point, good luck being happy because it's so, it's such a massive impact, your health and your happiness that I just need to focus on changing my diet going forward and being much more focused on becoming alkaline and becoming very healthy. That means like a lot of more veggies. That means a lot of more fruits, but not even just that general. Like the the whole idea is that you eat foods that are specifically alkaline because within those are acidic foods, uh, fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. But boy, I don't know. I'm also paused on workouts right now because I just took a month off because I was just, I feel like I was just checking the box and it wasn't really doing much. I was still maintaining the muscle and I, st- you will still maintain muscle after a month. I think if you do it right, if you're specifically focused on strength, but uh, I decided I needed that extra time, that extra energy. And I just didn't feel like I was, I was, uh, using it effectively. So it was time to go full, go full energy, full time with not doing that and make sure all of that goes into content catch up, which I'm grateful for. I should be fine for muscle though. I'm hoping. All right. Ego real quick. I've realized throughout this, especially just the being away from everyone, how subtle and sneaky the ego is. Something as simple as I was reading Eckhart Tolle's a new earth, which is amazing. I'm loving it so much. I read it like every single day right now. It's just a good check-in spiritually. 
But in that one page I read, he talked about how the ego can literally feel pleasure right before you're about to tell someone a secret and feel a sense of superiority because you know something that they don't for that millisecond. And I'm like, oh my God, it's me. Not me specifically, but my ego. My, my ego has become such a factor of force in my life and I haven't even realized it. Of course, I understand that I have an ego, but I just haven't realized the subtle ways that has come into my existence. Such things like wanting to always make me smarter, which is actually, which is actually making me want to be better than other people or feel superior to other people. Um, and when I feel inferior, oof, that's a deadly game as well. Cause that's hundred percent ego. There's just like insecurity and over overconfidence, I guess egotist. Like, I mean, that's what people say. Like you're egotist. I mean, yeah. Hmm. But I'm not specifically talking about how people use the word ego. Cause they think too confident type of thing. It's like, read up on how Eckhart Tolle describes ego. It is incredible. It's the opposite of your higher self, essentially. It's the the thing that sabotages you. It's the it's the thing that wants greed. It's the thing that wants more. Nothing is ever enough type of thing. These are like things that I experience. And it's I've got to do more going going forward to to change my ego and how much of an impact it has on things. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. COVID. My favorite topic. I hate it. I'm so bored of it. Uh, okay, lockdown. We're in lockdown right now. We started six days ago. Uh, yeah, it's pretty silly, man. Like, I don't know what is actually going on right now. The thing I have written down as my main point is what the hell is going on right now? LMFAO. It's crazy. It really is like, I feel like it's just so political at this point. And I, I, it's so tough when people can't see this political. I'm like, I think you're in too deep. I think you're in too deep. Yeah. I've been looking at data. It's, uh, I think we're just like a tiny bit over the, the deaths that are normally there. Like it's, uh, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a good idea to lock down right now. I really don't. I really, really look forward to when this stuff goes all back to normal. I'm so done with the idea of masks. Like how long is this going to go on for? I have no idea. I hope that people don't get used to it because that is a problem in itself. Yeah. I wrote down one thing right there that I'm resistant to sharing, but I think it's just the truth. I said, this virus is more financial than it is about health. Yep. Yeah, I'm not going to get too into this right now, but it just does seem like it's about financials more than it is about people's health here. Yeah, it's really tough because it's like people are just so resistant to looking at data and asking deeper questions and then instead just taking the data or the not the data, the stories from mainstream media, the, the articles that are designed to sabotage, like it's just, it sucks. 
Another good thing I wrote down, too much trust in people who don't actually give a flying fuck about you. Yeah. Another thing I wrote down, I'm just going to read <laughs> what I wrote. Um, I can't say for sure what people are currently like because I don't have a clear picture anymore, but I don't think unconsciousness is going to be fixed in just two months. Meaning because I've been away for so long, I'm not sure what people are actually thinking around this, but yeah, it was also awesome being around Christmas tables and almost everyone in my, in my family events realizing, yeah, this is uh, this is kind of a farce in, in some ways. And I'm like, yes, especially this one girl. Oh, at, oh she's great. Um, she was just going off on, on everything COVID. And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Like some of this stuff is so silly. Um, long story short, if you're vulnerable, stay home because you're the, the few are the people that we're supposed to be protecting, quote unquote, but that doesn't make sense for a world that sustains. So and I have total empathy if you are, if you are vulnerable to this, to this uh, situation, um, to a virus like this or the flu or something like that. But like, what did you do before? What did you do before? And this is, this seems like an absolute sabotage to take out our economy. And I, I don't, if you can't see that, I just, I think you're too far into you. But um, I really do think that people should stay home if they are vulnerable because it is, it is stealing the lives of so many people while they're still alive, if that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Next, I am consuming some things and I thought I would share them with you real quick. And this is actually also how I spent a lot of my not quarantine, what am I saying? My content catch up time. Okay, by the way, where am I at for time? Just need to check real quick. 105, can rock this. All right, real quick, final points. What am I consuming right now? Books, finished Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott. I enjoyed that. She was a surprisingly, which was, a, it was just a surprisingly dark book, which I thought it was just gonna be like a creative process book. It turned out to be way funnier. I love dark humor. I thought she was hilarious. And it provided a ton of great examples, insights, and vulnerabilities that were very useful to anyone inside of the creative process. I enjoyed. Next, Atomic Habits. What a great book. I got this for my mom as well for Christmas. She got this for me. <laughs> she got this for me too. <laughs> this is the book. Um, obviously, <laughs> I don't know why I just said that. But um, the footage obviously in the Christmas vlog. Wow. Atomic Habits. I'm listening to it on Audible as well right now. I've listened to it three times back to back. It's that good. It's phenomenal. James Clear, you are an absolute gem. I'm so grateful for this book and uh, I might listen to it for a fourth. It's, it's just that good. It is things I'm interested in right now, spirituality and just super practicalness. Those two, loving, loving so much. Next, a New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, as I talked about before. Reading that basically every day right now. It is so nice. I love it. Great reminders. Such a good book. It's like right under power of now in um, that type of ranking for spiritual books, I find. Very good. Stillness Speaks, the other book by Eckhart Tolle. I listened to this so much. I probably listened to this mm, 20 times the last couple months. I use it to ground myself. I use it if I am sleeping and I want to wake up peaceful for whatever reason. I just sleep better when I listen to the two hours of this book. It's like a, it's like the cliff notes of everything he discusses 
phenomenal. Next, movie, TV, and video. I finally watched the Rocky and Creed's. I started off with the Creed's. I was like, wow, this is a great series. I love this. And then I went back and watched the Rockies. You can see my reaction review in one of the vlogs over there. Hopefully I have enough cards still available. I can throw up another card right there. And yeah, that was awesome though. Inspire, very inspiring, very impactful on me in terms of like watching the whole age as time goes on. That was challenging. And then I watched Soul the other day. Oh, that was so good. What a movie. Oh my God. I loved it so, so much. I highly recommend it. It's animated. It's by Disney. And it's got an incredible narrative on um, essentially appreciating the little moments, loving the now, and loving life no matter what. Yeah. And a bunch of other stuff. But I really, really enjoyed I also have been bit, like just watching so much <laughs> Sidemen Among Us videos. Oh, and actually the correct word right there would have been so many. <laughs> so yeah, this would have been so. But uh, I've been watching a lot of Vicstar streams and I try to avoid the chat on YouTube, by the way. Um, I just try to watch the videos and stuff like that. But oh my God, this is among us is such entertaining content. Shout out to Tony for Loki introducing me to it and then I just got hooked from KSI's video from there. Crazy. But it's been really interesting because it's not political at all. And it's, you actually have to use your brain in the game. So you don't need to like play it. You can watch it and it's still entertaining because you're, you're like predicting along. It's fun. As for podcasts, we've got Real AF with Andy Frisella, which I've been listening to the, this podcast or this entire thing, thing being like the craze that is 2020, helping me see a little bit clearer understand things that people are not talking about and keep my sanity, which I think I already said, but is that important? It's that important. But so I've watched a little bit on, on YouTube and on podcasts. It is so good. Besides that, I'm basically listening to no podcast right now because I want to zero in. Um, I am listening to different music though. So hear me out on this. Rap is actually better than I thought. What a weird thing to say. I watched Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse, whatever the hell it was called. Such a good movie, by the way. Like, I would rewatch that so many times just because it's that good. But the soundtrack for that, two songs specifically, What's Up, Danger, and Scared of the Dark. Scared of the Dark's intro is damn good. I'm not here for like most of the rapping part of it, but What's Up, Danger, I love that whole song. I have used this as my anchoring song throughout the content catch-up process. Um, whenever I'm feeling like down or like unmotivated, I use that and it just rises me right back up. I've been practicing visualization in the morning. One of the first things I do every single day is I envision where I want to be in the future, wherever I need to be at that specific moment um, in regards to like what I'm believing in the most, whether I believe it or not, I'm still trying. So actually that kind of goes against what I just said. Some days I am just going to go and just try to envision whatever I need to, um, and whatever is most important for me to envision other days. I'm just going to focus on like, where am I right now in my belief process? Um, what am I believing out of my dream, my next step, my chief aim in between those two, something like that. 
I don't know. I think I just butchered that. But anyways, that's my visualization thing right now. Like throughout this, most of the time I'm visualizing a very chill Christmas. Um, and that day where I catch up that freedom, that's what I care about most. Cause when I started to visualize the cameras you often, I was like, Oh, so much money. Uh, <laughs> but besides that, I've been using WhatsApp danger. Like typically most many days throughout the, the content catch up process, I was using that in the morning and I would play it to get me hyped up before I started working. Then now over when I, whenever I play it now, it just puts me in a beautiful, beautiful state. So I love that. Rap is just incredibly underrated. Oh my God. I also love Yeezy. Yeezy's music right now. Kanye West, you're a beauty. I enjoy so much. Nessa, yeah, No Church in the Wild is another thing that I have in my playlist of things I consistently listen to right now. And Black Skinhead. Very, very good songs. Who would have thought that Josh Moxie would start liking rap in 2020? What a weird, what a weird year. All right, that is a wrap on the Journal 8. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you got a ton of value. If you did, I would love if you could like that video down below because every time you like, it tells the YouTube algorithm to, to send it to other people who could potentially be interested in. And boy, do I ever need some help in growing this channel right now. So if you value this stuff, please do me a favor and do that as well. If you could subscribe, that would be awesome because I don't want you to miss any upcoming content. I've got a ton as you probably well know. So appreciate you guys watching and listening. As always, my name is Josh Moxie and I will catch you in the next year. I went there. Dad joke united. Let's go. <laughs> Love you guys.